Hey, Fish B. Fish B, look at me. Look at me. I'm over over here. Over here, Fish B. Great. Glad you're uh, glad you're dialed in. Cause Fish B tonight, I am going to need your help in a way that I haven't needed your help in a long time. I've got to lean on you like a crutch, and you've got to carry me to the finish line of the show tonight. Forgive me if my voice sounds completely and totally exhausted. It's because I'm completely and totally exhausted. The level of pain I am in right now, and if it's just pain, I can, I can deal with that, pain in and of itself. But unfortunately, when the pain in my spine gets this hot, it starts to create all this adrenaline in my brain. And then the adrenaline throws off the serotonin levels and the melatonin levels. And I'm just keeping my fingers crossed. We get through this thing. It finds its way to the Internet. And then I could just just lie down and hug my knees to my nipples as hard as I can and just stay like that until I finally pass out. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my goodness gracious. So, Fish B, if you're willing to, to be that crutch, I will, I'm willing to give it a try. I'm making no promises about the quality of this evening's content or the sharpness, or the lucidity of my brain. Uh, needless to say, I'm a little apprehensive at this point, so uh, I thought about doing the, uh, for, the, for, for, the uh, for the intro tonight, I thought about telling you about just the, this horrible, horrible graphic dream I had last night, but then I remembered, as soon as anyone... Uh, lurches this phrase into a conversation. I had the craziest dream last night. That's what I mentally check out. If not physically check out and just go to the restroom or find an excuse to go outside, do anything other than because your crazy dream, it's crazy to you. The rest of us are, we get confused by that. So if you have a habit of walking into your jobby job and uh, telling you, I had the craziest dream last night. Odds are you're not going to win coworker of the year or employee of the month anytime soon. I'm just so I'm going to omit the dream sequence from the fishbowl this evening and just and just lean on my extra dimensional partner in crime over there. Question one, Fishby. Is it cool to have your daughter's hymen annually checked for virginity? What a way to start. This isn't, this isn't a random question out of the blue that Fish B has spat for us. No, 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 no. T.I., hip-hop legend T.I., he was on some podcast that's not called Bob's Fishbowl, unfortunately for all of us. You want to do a real podcast, T.I., you come over here like a man. It's come, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But he's on some podcast. His 18-year-old daughter... He was talking very openly about, and, and this is the most disturbing thing, about how very early on in his daughter's teenage years, and this daughter is now 18, you may know her from the television, but at the gynecologist, he has the gynecologist do an annual hymen inspection of his daughter to ensure her virginity? 
Usually, I think criticizing parenting methods of other parent, parents crosses some kind of line, but not here. And I know there's there's Twitter outrage about it. And, and people are upset. They're, they're sending mean tweets. I'm not going to go that far. But this is, I mean, as a parent of daughters, what an invasion of privacy. And furthermore, the science of this isn't even, it, it, it doesn't even make sense. How, why this gynecologist even agrees to do this? Maybe because you're T.I. and when you're a celebrity, you know, things are a little different for you. But the teenage hymen is, is more flexible than one might think. So one can have sex and not, and not break the hymen. So that, that there's a problem in addition to a myriad of other problems. Also, too, one can easily break the hymen through what let's call self-exploration. So the fact that this test is happening proves nothing. But, I mean, the fact that not only T.I. has this done to his daughter, the fact that he thinks the idea is is so great that he wanted to share it on some podcast not called Bob's Fishbowl, inexplicable. I, I, usually I like T.I. I, I think T.I. is, he, I mean, I don't know him personally, but he comes across as a relatively decent human being, but now I'm now now I'm questioning that that entire philosophy. Ti might not be a good person at all. He's having his daughter his daughter's hymen annually checked for virginity. It's the it's one of the most disturbing, grossest, inappropriate things I've ever heard. Next, fish B. Can you believe that Don Trump Jr. tweeted the alleged whistleblower's name today? OMG WTF. Are there no standards anymore? Are there are, are there no are there no consequences? Is is there no decency left in the world? TI is having his daughter's hymen annually checked for virginity. Meanwhile, Don Trump Jr. is tweeting the name of the whistleblower. I mean, this is a rung so low that Fox News won't even go there. Even though this name is circulating on some far right-wing websites, Fox News has instructed its hosts, no matter how bad you want to go there, and they're looking at you, Sean Hannity, no matter how bad you want to go, don't. This is, you just, you just don't. But if you're a Trump, I this is I, honestly just when I think that there's nothing that the Trump crime syndicate can do that would surprise me. Holy balls. I'm surprised like this is even for the Trumps, even for Don Jr. I mean, his girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle, is an attorney for God's sake. Like, what the? Ah! Welcome. What a what a world. What a world. What are the wisest words you've ever heard? Thank you for this question, Fishby. This is going to bring me back to earth a little bit. And 
I do, I do love a good quote, and uh, and I do love wise words. And you would think now I would, I would, I would quote Oprah or or the Dalai Lama. Maybe go all the way back to Buddha. Maybe something from John Milton. There's a lot of wisdom out there in this world. But the wisest words that I've ever heard. The first time I went to Wazoo, Washington State University. Um, the time I didn't get a degree. The second time I went, I, I proudly uh, graduated. And graduating college was actually very hard for me. You can make fun of my state education, but I'm, I'm actually quite proud of it. The first time I went to Wazoo, I had this Hawaiian friend named Josh. And anytime the temperature got turned up on any situation, Josh would very calmly turn to the group and say, Go easy. That's it. Just those two simple words. Go easy. And when you think about it, in the context of your own life or any situation, there are very few things you can make worse than by incorporating the philosophy to go easy. In fact, the first time I went to Wazoo, I'm not sure how much class I went to. Actually, I am not that much. That's why I only lasted a year the first time around. Perhaps the most important thing I learned that year, and I wish I could incorporate it more. I might need to get it tattooed on my wrist or something so I see it all the time, or make myself my own bracelet. But go easy. Simple words, yet wise words. Is it too late to put them in the Bible? They could be a psalm. It's too late. Too late. Okay. All right. Seems to me like it's being adjusted all the... No? All right. Fine, fine, fine. It, it's your book. I'm not, in charge of, I'm not in charge of the Bible. That's, that's, that's your world. I, I find the whole thing very confusing. Will the Bill Taylor public testimony next Wednesday light the world on fire? I mean, this is going to be appointment television, at least I think. I mean, we thought Robert Mueller was going to be appointment television, and it clearly wasn't. But the impeachment inquiry goes public next Wednesday, and the first witness, Bill Taylor, Mike Pompeo's hand-picked special envoy to Ukraine after Marie Yovanovitch was fired by the Trump administration after she was pulled from the country because of her safety. Bill Taylor tapped from retirement, which is very tricky, actually, in the State Department, a whole bunch of legal hoops to jump through there, but he did it because he's committed to serving his country. And in the service of this country of ours, He's going to testify next Wednesday publicly that there absolutely was a quid pro quo and beyond. I'm curious what all channels are going to carry it live. You know MSNBC is going to. You know CNN is going to. Are the networks going to carry this live? Is this going to be what they call roadblock coverage when it's on every single channel? And furthermore, is Fox News going to show it in its entirety? On the same day, President Trump is going to try to make his own news because the dictator of Turkey, who just, you know, 
what's 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 a little actually i'm not even i'm not even gonna make any kind of jokes but just but just uh responsible for a genocide on the syrian border a little ethnic cleansing i mean and and now this guy is gonna be at the white house next wednesday that's certainly news that that's distraction but I'm curious, I haven't heard yet if Fox News is going to carry the impeachment inquiry live. We'll see. I've also heard that the most obnoxious Trump defender in the entire Congress, Jim Jordan, the, the representative from Ohio, the former wrestling coach, and between you and me, it seems like he should still be a wrestling coach. The guy that never wears a blazer. Never, never wears a suit jacket. That guy and his his hair is curious, and he's he's very small. Not not that that's a, a knock on a person. Being small is fine. I'm just just describing describing this fella. They're gonna move him. He's not on the intelligence committee now, but there's talks that they're gonna transfer him there just so he can be, you know, Sergeant Spectacle, to a, do a, doing what he does best. So. Maybe Fox News will carry that, some Jim Jordan tirade. What's your biggest election day takeaway? Well, obviously the fact that Kentucky now has a Democratic governor beating the Republican incumbent that Trump was just in town campaigning for the night before at the giant campaign rally. Trump made it personal about him. And the thing is, Trump is tweeting out today, and Don Jr. was on Fox Business talking about it, that his father, this thing wasn't even going to be close, that the Republican incumbent was down 20, 15 points before the election, and then Trump got it razor thin. 1.4 million votes cast, only 5,000 votes made the Democrat the winner. Trump says the guy was losing by 15, 20 points. You know the actual truth? The last poll taken in Kentucky, the Republican incumbent governor was up by five points. Ahead by five points. But in Trump's Orwellian, the truth is what I say it is world. No, he was way down. He had no chance. And then I got there and we, we almost got him over the finish line, but... Not quite. And you know what? That's all his fault because he sucks anyway. What a loser. No one likes a loser. Hold on, Fishby. I'm not done with all my, all my election takeaways. Please, there's more. Virginia is a big story. For the first time in a generation, uh, both houses of the Virginia legislature have gone majority Democratic. And they also have the very famous blackface guy that's still their governor. And, and he's also a Democrat slash blackface guy. Interesting. And it makes you wonder. You look at the demographic changes that have happened in Virginia over this last generation to, to arrive at this point. And I can't help but wonder about a state like Texas. And 20 years from now, I mean, Texas is still, it's still a red state. I mean, despite how good Beto did, he still lost by five points to Ted Cruz. And I know Austin is Texas is San Francisco. There's, there's a lot of liberal pockets and there's big population areas. There's the Metroplex, there's Houston, there's Austin, obviously. 
But maybe not this election, maybe not this four-year cycle, but by 2024, if demographics is destiny, then Texas will be, it'll be a swing state by then. It'll be a purple state. It'll be certainly targeted by the Democrats in a way that Virginia used to be. And then if you extrapolate that out 20 years from now and Texas becomes not a purple state, but a reliably blue state. I'm opposed to the elimination of the Electoral College. As is every single Republican right now, because that allows them to lose the popular vote, yet still still occupy 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, thanks to the Electoral College. However... I wonder if how quickly the tune will change when Texas is off the map for the Republicans. That's that's one of my takeaways. And lastly, here in Spokangeles, we have a brand new mayor. We we were going to have one. Uh, the the current mayor, I think he term limited out. He, he he wasn't running. But but our brand new mayor is is a Republican and really the the only her she has no political experience but neither does our president look he's president is a woman by the name of Nadine Woodward and the only thing she's done is like for 20 25 maybe even a little longer but she's been a news anchor in town so her skills include uh, effectively reading teleprompter uh understanding uh television makeup quite well and then, and then also pretending to be interested. And those skills translated well enough that she's the brand new mayor. Congratulations to Nadine Woodward. We've, we've elected a TV anchor mayor of Spokangeles. So right on. What's up? What's up? What's next, Fish B? Yo, it's me, Fish B. Yeah, that's you. That's you. You're carrying me today. I thank you, Fish B. I thank you. You're a, you're a good fish bull. Everyone thinks so. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Yeah, we get it. We, we get it. We get it. We get it. It's, it's me, Fish B. I feel like my loser co-worker doesn't respect me. What should I do? Fish B, last time I checked, this was the only job you had, and I was your only co-worker. And why would you think I don't respect you? I love you. I, I don't recall... Anything I've ever said that would even be the, the, the impetus for this thought. What what on earth? Do you, I don't. I'm just. I'm just moving on. You're just. You're just messing with me, which I find incredibly insulting. Because at the outset of the show, I said I don't have it in me tonight. I can't do this by myself. I can't. I can't even do this. Me and you, fifty fifty. Tonight's show needs to be like 1% me, 99% you. It's the only way we're going to get through it. And then you throw bullshit like this at me? No, Fishby, I'm not going to do that to myself. How dare you? Just move on. We're moving on. Give me, spit another one out here, Fishby. Give me another question. Give me another one. Fishby. This isn't funny. Give me the question. Thank you. Is it cool to use the N-word if you're friends with Alicia Keys? 
Uh, did you, uh, sorry for pounding the table there a little bit. Uh, did you, uh, did you hear about this story? This woman, um, her name is, her name is Maria Falcone, billionaire wife of the Harbinger Capital Falcones. If you're, if you're into, you know, Harbinger Capital, if that's where your, that's where your capital lies with the Harbingers. Uh, but it's these Falcones and, uh, and, and this woman, her, her personal chef, his last name is Villanueva, uh, his girlfriend is African-American, and she decided to engage uh, their, their sh- personal chef in a very candid conversation about the N-word, a little too candid, to the point that the chef felt he had to quit the next day, told Maria Falcone why he was quitting, and she goes, I'm not racist, I... I can use the N-word all I want. I'm I grew up in Spanish Harlem and I'm friends with Alicia Keys. I'm I'm friends with Alicia Keys. That's it's the oldest, laziest excuse for 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 racism ever. And and we talk about racism on this show. And I've said before that I think racism in order to be truly racist, uh, has to have some malice to it. And, and there, whether, whether it's intentional or not, malice doesn't have to be intentional. I don't, well, fuck, does it? All right, fine. But this is clearly wrong. I've also said about racism, racism is kind of like how the Supreme Court defines obscenity in terms, in terms of pornography, and that it's impossible to effectively define obscenity but you know it when you see it and you know it when you hear it. And, and this, and this trying to defend, you're a billionaire trying to defend your use of the N word by saying I'm friends with Alicia Keys. I guarantee if you ask Alicia Keys and I don't know her, but I guarantee it. I I clearly not in any position to guarantee anything, but she's, uh, she's not cool with that. I, I, I can't imagine. It seems weird. Swiss Beats isn't gonna be cool with that. Like, really? Like, that's your, that's your, oh, that's fine. It's so, so, so by this definition, anyone that's friends with a, with a black person that, that has any other person of color in their social circle, they're off the hook for whatever racist trope they want to engage in. Oh, that makes no sense on any level. Next question, Fishby. Next question. Yo, it's me, Fish B again. Oh, good God! What is it? What is it now? Well, it's seriously like why? Of all the nights, why tonight? Why tonight? Unbelievable. Yo, it's me, Fish B again. Speaking of Harbinger Capital, you want to brag about your investment portfolio? Oh, I, I rarely actually, Fish B. This question isn't horrible. You're, quasi redeemed the uh i never miss an opportunity to brag about my portfolio because i i i liquid i liquidated everything and and then and then then i poured it back into i i got in real early on the ipos on uber and grubhub and and i haven't looked at them i'm i'm too nervous to look 
but those seem like really solid companies to me. My entire nest egg is there, and fingers crossed that I'm going to retire just like dreaming, just, you know, just wow, super yachts, like multiple, multiple super yachts, because I've, I've got it all, I've got it all in Uber and Grubhub. I got it early. Don't, don't tell me how I'm doing. I just, I just assume I'm doing great. And now I'm picturing myself on, uh, on super yachts with supermodels just spending that super money. Who needs Harbinger Capital? Is Steve Bannon really going to testify against Roger Stone? Well, apparently, Roger, congratulations to Mr. Stone because he made it through the entire day of proceedings without needing to be dismissed for food poisoning. So that's a victory in and of itself. And of course, the Roger Stone trial is going to be a circus. Of, of, of course, of course, it's a shit show. It's Roger Stone. But that's the word. That was, that was the breaking news today that Steve Bannon is going to testify Against Roger Stone. I can't believe this thing isn't uh, isn't on TV. Like, like isn't live. There's no cameras allowed in the courtroom. That's a real shame. Because don't you want to see Steve Bannon on the stand testifying against Roger Stone? I do. Can we just start saying, okay, boomer, to all the baby boomers, like to Trump? Okay, boomer. See, now this is uh, this has become a, a very popular clapback. This has become a very popular diss, apparently. Okay, boomer. To the point that even, even Mayor Pete, uh, there's kids that, uh, that, that thinks he talks in a way that, that sounds, you know, too adulty. His, his vocabulary is, come on. You, you're way too esoteric, the mayor of North Bend, Indiana, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, like, eh. So they even, they even call him a boomer, like, whatever, boomer. You don't want Medicare for all? Okay, boomer. Sure, I, I appreciate the efficiency of a pithy clapback. But this isn't, this isn't, it's not, it's not, it's not good enough. You know, you've got, you've got the, the entire internet at your fingertips. Do better, be better than, than okay boomer. It's, it's lazy because here's the thing. I know, I know plenty of baby boomers, like, like my auntie Allison, for example, like she's on the team. Like, she's down. Like, like she's cool. Like, she's way cooler than some people in their, their 20s that I know. Much more open-minded. You know, Ocasio-Cortez, she, she's, she's supporting Bernie Sanders for president. What, are you going to yell at Bernie? Like, okay, boomer. Or are you... It's not, it, it's, not, it's not all baby boomers. You just want to throw that out there to baby boomers you disagree with, which defeats your entire point of calling them. But, but like, don't you see how circular and illogical that is? Oh, last question. Last question, Fishby. As always, comes from Isaiah. 
our nine-year-old executive producer. That's how we know when we've reached the last question. When we move into one of El Chapo's mansions, can we build a roller coaster? Hell yeah, we can, son. I I am I am so looking forward to I'm I I daydream about it and knowing that this podcast and the way I pour my heart and soul into it five days a week has has so impacted someone with millions, if not billions of dollars, that they believe in all their hearts, maybe it's their dying wish, that the right thing to do is successfully bid on one of the six El Chapo mansions that the Mexican, cover, Mexican government is auctioning off. Excuse me. And it comes with the tunnels included. I mean, we'll have an above-ground roller coaster that also incorporates the tunnels. And we're going to put in a mezcal distillery. So this is, uh, don't worry. When we move into one of El Chapo's mansions, yes, yes, son, we can build a roller coaster. And now we've reached the part of the show where usually there's what's professionally known as the finale, what's formerly known as Paleta Bola de Fuego, the paddle ball of fire. I mean, I could do some stuff real quick. Ayanna Presley is broke from the squad. She's the she's the congresswoman from Massachusetts, but she, she's in, in, endorsed Elizabeth Warren, the only member of the squad to not endorse Bernie. Uh, brand new uh, HIV strain. First time they found one of these in 19 years. That's bad. But rather than go through more little uh, news snippets like that, once again... Just like last night, because I I felt this was, in an odd way, a decent way to end the show. Let's just breathe together for a minute, because it it can be a stressful world out there, and sometimes it feels like information is coming too fast and too furious, and sometimes you just got to take a step back and, and breathe. So let's just, you know, just... Meditation is hard, but breathing is easy. Let's just let's just breathe. It feels better, doesn't it? Even if when you find yourself getting a little stressed out or a little bent out of shape, more so than you feel like you should be, just just take a moment and just just take three deep breaths and, and just tell just breathe. Just breathe. And and some, sometimes you gotta do that. And lastly, well, two things. Uh, one, you're welcome for the decision on not sharing that dream because it was very, very, very disturbing. And I would have had to have a trigger warning. And now we would have had to talk about the National Alliance of Mental Illness. Anyway, we're, you're welcome that I skipped that. And, and lastly, uh, even, even, even though I'm, I'm hurting pretty good, thank you for putting up with me tonight. But more importantly, thank you so much for inviting me into your world five days a week. I talked last night, and we've talked about it before, how uh, one of the difficulties of, of, of my mental health condition is, is there's no place that I can go that's, that, that's my safe place. The closest I can get to it is, is curled up in bed and binge-watching a show, and I look forward to pounding out a few more episodes of Second season of Jack Ryan tonight is, is what I'm going to do. 
But there is a safer place I have even than that. And that's doing this show, believe it or not. Because it doesn't happen every night. But more often than not, it does. And I'll often struggle out of the beginning, but, but at some point, after I get into the show a couple minutes, at some point, like my head, my heart, and my soul align, and I'm willing to talk to you about stuff that I, that I would never open up to under normal social circumstances or I guess what I'm trying to say is it means a lot this thing we have and we don't have a thing if there's no you so I owe you big time I owe you big time. And thank you in advance for El Chapo's mansion. I mean, I only want one of them. Well, that, I mean, is that too much to ask? I don't, clearly not. Thank you. Uh, we're going to do our best to, uh, to feel a little better. And, uh, you know, if we're, if we're not in the hospital, I don't see any reason why we, why we can't do a show tomorrow. Until then, somebody loves you, and that somebody is me. Take care. Adios, amigo.